Father, I pray for those who might be discouraged today. Pray for those who are feeling isolated and alone. Father, I pray your Holy Spirit would come down and bring comfort, bring peace, bring a fellowship with people who feel disconnected and disjointed and fearful and afraid. Bring a, 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 a courage, Lord, like people have never felt before. We thank you, Jesus, that you're bigger than every national emergency. You're bigger than any worldwide pandemic. We can trust you that you're for us and not against us. You're up to good things, Lord. And if we'll just partner with you, we're going to see your hand of mercy flow to and from uh, your church and believers everywhere. So, Lord, bless this word from Steve Hayes today, Lord. Help us to just realize that we can thrive even during times of crisis. We love you, God. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining me here on the feed. And uh, not seeing any comments here, but I know we've had some fits and starts. So hopefully you've made it your way over to this feed, because this is the feed that the sermon's going to be on here in just a second. So say hello, greet someone, share this link with somebody else online, and I am going to start Pastor Steve Hayes' sermon here. So let me quickly tell you about Steve Hayes. I think I said it earlier in the, on the other feed, but Steve Hayes is a friend of mine from North Central University in Minneapolis. He was a youth evangelist for years and years. He's a life coach and uh, independent ministry person. And support his ministry. Go, go on over to his uh, webpage that he mentions here on the sermon and encourage him uh, that the message encouraged you today. Because I know it certainly encouraged me. You can follow this feed on Facebook Live. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pastor Wayne H. And later on this week, you can go to youtube.com forward slash Pastor Wayne H. And subscribe to this channel and ding the bell so you get notifications when we go live on Facebook Live. But without any further ado, here is Pastor Steve Hayes. What's up, everybody? Long time no see. I guess we could all say that, right? It's been a long time since any of us have seen anybody. <laughs> So how are you doing with all that? I mean, how are you handling all this stuff going on with COVID-19, the coronavirus? I mean, is everything going okay for you? Or do you feel a lot like David in the book of Psalms, especially in Psalms 22? Check this out. I mean, I swear David knows exactly what I'm feeling because he's like, my God, my God, why have you dumped me miles from nowhere? I call to God all the day long. No answer. Nothing. I keep at it all night, tossing and turning. We know you were there for our parents. They cried for your help and you gave it. They trusted and they lived a good life. Verse 14 he says, I'm a bucket kicked over and spilled. Every joint in my body has been pulled apart. My heart is a blob of melted wax in my gut. I'm dry as a bone, my tongue black and swollen. They have laid me out for burial in the dirt. He goes on and on and on, but then he goes to verse number nine and he says, and to think you were midwife at my birth. He's talking to God now saying, you were midwife at my birth. When I left the womb, you cradled me. What a great image, right? Since the moment of my birth, you've been my God. Then he says, and then you moved far away and trouble moved in next door. I mean, isn't that kind of how it is? I mean, sometimes you wonder, God, where are you in all this? Couldn't you have stopped this thing? What's going on? I know there's a lot of scary stuff going on with, with a lot of us. And, and uh, so we wonder, God, you were just here a minute ago. Where did you go? You just moved away. And then he finishes that in verse 11. He finishes with, I need a neighbor. 
It's like Mr. Rogers, man. Where's Mr. Rogers when you need him? I mean, he's looking for a neighbor. He's saying, God, you used to be here. Where have you gone? Now do you kind of feel like David knew what the COVID-19 was all about? Now do you kind of feel like David? I mean, how many would admit that, right? I know I would, okay? But if, in case you don't feel that way, I'm going to give you seven reasons today why you should. I want to give you seven reasons why you should fear the virus, okay? You ready? One, because it changes our lives drastically. Two, it changes how we live, right? Three, it changes how we treat others. Four, it isolates us. Five, it causes us to live a stressful life instead of the happy life that we all want to live. Six, it's a sickness. It's a virus, and it shouldn't be taken lightly. And seven, it's highly contagious. So do you feel like David now? Because you probably should. Those are seven reasons why we should fear the virus. Hold, hold on a second. I mean, wait a minute. Do you think I'm talking about the coronavirus right now? The virus that our president calls a silent enemy? Oh, no, I'm not talking about the coronavirus. I'm not talking about COVID-19. We're going to get through this. What really scares me is the virus of fear. I fear the fear. See what I did there? I fear the fear. But that's kind of what fear does. Fear feeds on itself. Fear eats its own. Kind of like that black widow spider. It just eats its own. That's what fear does. Once you give into a little bit of it, then it, it, it's never satisfied. It wants more and more and more. I'm talking about the virus of fear. The fear of man. The fear of rejection. The fear of stepping out. I'm talking about the virus of panic. I'm talking about the virus of anger. These things are, are way more damaging than the coronavirus because the coronavirus is going to come and go. We can get through it and we're going to be stronger. But it's a fear of fear. It's a virus of panic. It's the virus of anger. That's what we should be afraid of. And you know why? I'll tell you why. I got seven reasons. It changes our lives drastically. <laughs> Two. The reason why we should fear the fear, why we should fear panic, why we should fear the anger is because it changes how we live and not in a good way. Three, it changes how we treat others. Four, it isolates us. Five, it causes us to live a stressful life instead of the happy life that we want to live so badly. Six, it's a sickness, it's a virus, and it shouldn't be taken lightly. And seven, it's highly contagious. The same reasons, because when you think about it, but you put fear in there, you put panic in there, you put anger in there, it kind of changes everything and makes us realize, wait a minute, we're worrying about the wrong viruses. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned about the coronavirus, and we shouldn't listen to those that have been placed in authority over us. I'm not suggesting that at all, but I'm saying there's a virus here that is much scarier, in my opinion, than COVID-19. So, I don't want to talk about that anymore. That's kind of discouraging. I mean, who wants to listen to a message, seven reasons why you should fear the fear? So, we can stop talking about the virus, unless you don't want to. I mean, it seems to me like there's a lot of people out there, have you noticed? That they, it's like they don't want it to go away. I mean, some people, I swear, they just love <laughs> the bad news. I mean, if you don't believe me, turn the radio on. If you don't believe me, turn the TV on. Just watch the news. There's some people out there that just love the bad news. That's all they want to talk about is just the corona, corona, corona. So, in case there's any of you that are watching right now, I'll be your Huckleberry. Well. I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your Huckleberry. Why, Johnny Ringo. You look like somebody just walked over your grave. Isn't that the truth? Johnny, you look like you've seen a ghost. 
And oftentimes, that's how I feel. Like, and I'm wondering, why am I so panicky? I was cool a minute ago, and I thought, wait a minute, I just watched the news, didn't I? <laughs> I mean, if I want to talk about the virus, I want to talk about it from the happy life perspective, because we're not hearing that on the news. Now, maybe we are. I haven't heard a lot on the news. But we should be, because there's two sides to every story. There's two sides to every coin. There's two wings to every bird. A bird needs both wings to fly. How do we know what tall is? Because of short. How do we know what hot is? Because we know what cold is. How do we know what dark is? Because there's a thing out there called light. If there was no light, then there wouldn't be dark. If there was no tall, if everyone was tall, then no one would be tall. I hope that makes sense to you guys, but you have to have both. So, both. so let's talk about things from, I'll talk about the virus, but I want to talk about from this angle. I'm going to give you seven things that the virus has actually done for us. Huh? Yeah. The virus, I'm seeing a lot of cool stuff, and I could do more than seven. But let's talk about the coronavirus from God's perspective. Here's what the coronavirus has done for us. Number one, it's caused us to think out of the box. We're being creative in the body of Christ like never before. We're connecting like never before. I should have put stock in Zoom. <laughs> Two, it's caused us to think about life. How is that ever bad? Three, it's caused us to think about family. Four, it's caused us not to take life for granted. Five, it's caused us not to take our families for granted. That's what this virus has done for us. Six, it's forced the church to get outside the walls where it was created to be all along. When Jesus showed up on the earth, they had the synagogue thing going on. They had a, the Pharisees had it down. They knew what they were doing. They were professionals in this, in this thing. But Jesus shows up and he turns it on its ear. He just hung out with 12 guys that no one else would hang out with and changed the world. He did all of his miracles, not in the synagogue, but he did his miracles out in the street where the people are. I, I want to be, be where, where the people, people are. are. I mean, he had that, that aerial anointing. And seven, what the virus has done for us it has turned the church back into a family again. It's turning us back into a family again where we are not taking each other for granted, but we're appreciating each other. We can't wait to see each other. You know what's going to happen when the country opens back up? The love explosion that we're going to have when we get to hug again, when we get to high five again, when we get to gather together again, when we get to, to, to do family things again, there's going to be a love explosion. There's a lot of cool things going on. I, I want to give you two reasons why we're going to be okay. I'm telling you, there's two reasons why we don't need to fear this virus. Two reasons why we're going to turn out okay. Number one, oh wait, before I get into that, I got I got to share this story with you. So, I'm I'm typing up my ideas on my phone before I could get home, and I had ideas going through my brain, and I'm and I'm I'm put, trying to input them on my phone before I can get to my computer. And as I'm putting in there, I've got so I got two things going against me when it comes to writing on my phone. I got fat thumbs, and I'm old. So so you put those two together, um, I can't text right. Uh, not like my kids anyway, they can, they can just text like they're talking, but me it takes a lot more work. So there's a thing on Android, it's not on Apple, but on Android they have a thing called Swipe. It's the best ever. I mean, you take your finger and you just slide it across, the, you swipe it across the letters of the word you're trying to spell, and then it automatically writes up the word for you. It just doesn't always work 100% like anything in technology. So 
I was, I was writing, I was swiping in my phone, and I was swiping, God's not surprised by this. We shouldn't be concerned. God's not surprised by this. If you can just picture how God is viewing this thing, it brings a lot of calm to the situation because God's not up there biting his heavenly fingernails going, how do I let this get by? Who's responsible for this? Who let the COVID-19 pass? Who is, he's not, nothing has taken him by surprise. So I swipe in, God's not surprised by this. And then I look at my phone and it says, guys, not sorority. I'm like, okay. So I try to, I, I erase it, try it again. God's not surprised by this. Guys, not sorority. Several times, every time I tried typing in, um, God's not surprised by this, instead it came, guys, not sorority. So I'm, I'm not stupid, well, maybe a little bit, but I'm like, okay, anyone that knows me out there, you know what I did next, right? You're already thinking about it yourselves. What does sorority mean? I mean, when that keeps happening like that, I'm like, okay, God, are you trying to tell me something? So I looked up that word sorority, and I found some interesting things that go right along with what I feel like God wanted us all to know. The synonyms for sorority, words that mean the same thing as sorority, family, fellowship, partnership, tribe. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that what the body of Christ is all about? A family, a tribe of people. And by the way, when I looked up sorority, its first definition was a female fraternity. So in case you're thinking this is just intended for a female gender here, you're wrong. It includes all of us here. I like what Leslie Lambert of Thought Catalog said. Being a part of a sorority means encompassing yourself with passionate, strong, and confident men and women who have your best interests at heart every day. Wow. She says being in a sorority means being classy and respecting both to yourself and to others. Sisterhood and brotherhood teaches you life lessons to be a good human being and a strong leader. It is about the men and women who stand by you during the hardest times and celebrate with you in the happiest of times. These women and men challenge me to grow as a leader and as an individual. They encourage me to be the best version of myself every day. They taught me what it means to be a part of something bigger than myself and to always have someone's back no matter what. My sisters and my brothers show me the importance of wanting to help others. Isn't that what we want? So God's not surprised by this, but guy's not sorority either. Partnership, family, tribe, having each other back. So back to the two reasons why we're gonna be okay. Number one, because I've already been living here for years. I mean, if you, you don't have to look long on social media to see all the posts. There's a lot of good ones out there, like this one that says, church at home. Isn't that the point, right? Church deployed. I love that. That's what this is all about. We've got to deploy the church. Church has left the building. <laughs> I love that. If your church is empty, remember the tomb is empty too. Then it says, rejoice and praise the Lord. We shouldn't be sad that we can't meet. We should be happy because the tomb is empty. There's something bigger than we can't meet on Sunday mornings because the church, we all know the church is not a building. The church is taken from the word ecclesia, which means called out ones. God has called us out. He wants to deploy us. He wants to send us out. And I'm telling you, I've been living in this place for years. There's nothing we need to, we're going to be okay. We don't need to worry about this. I really like this one. The devil's arguing with God and thinks he's got one over on God, kind of like in the, the story of Job. The devil's telling God about how he used COVID-19 to shut down all his churches. And then God says, on the contrary, I opened up one in every house. 
That's what I'm talking about. We have nothing to fear because we've only been deployed. Those aren't just cute memes. There's power to them. There's a message to them. God is getting his church outside the box and he's forcing it to happen. And we don't need to be worried about that. We should be excited about that. So rejoice and praise the Lord. The second reason why I say we're going to be okay, because not only have I been living here, but I've been preaching this message for years. You guys, if you know me, you know that when I go to a place, I always say, God, what do you want to tell them? The whole church deployed thing. The whole church outside the walls. I've been speaking this message for years. And to be honest, I've had a lot of weird looks look at me. I know there's been some churches I haven't gone back to because I preached this. I mean, I've paid a little bit of a price. I'm not trying to look for pity here, but I paid a price for preaching this message. I'm telling you, this message has been out for quite a while now. God has been giving it to me. So God's not taken by surprise. I'm telling you, we have nothing to worry about here. Because I've been living here, and I'm telling you, I, I, and this whole faith thing, I'm not sure where the money's coming from. Christine and I and my family have been living here for years, and we're okay. It's going to be okay. This is how life is supposed to be with Jesus. Living on faith, but we always want more things. But with more things comes more, we want more money. We want, we want security. But shouldn't our security and our safety, that's what we want, shouldn't that come from God? Does, is He our Father? Is He good all the time? Do we really mean that or do we not mean that? Because if He's good all the time, then is He good during the time of a pandemic? Is he good during the time of a crisis? Is he good during the time of, of a virus that spreads throughout the entire world? Yes, he's good all the time. Say it with me. And all the time, yes, God is good. However, if we're not careful, we could wind up in a mess. Because another synonym for sorority is institution. And the same is true with the body of Christ. It can be a body a family, a tribe, a partnership, like I mentioned before, but it's also described as an institution. Just like some marriages. I mean, when we meet each other, we're in love with each other, we're infatuated with each other, we want to hang out with each other all the time, and, and we just talk and we communicate and, and we always give our, put our best foot forward. But if we're not careful, if we don't work at that love, if we don't stay in communication, if we don't stay in connection, that pretty soon that marriage can turn into the institution of marriage. We fight. We think about ourselves first. We start as, hey, we're in this thing together. But the institution says, I'm in this for myself. And if we don't continually communicate and work at it, then our relationship, our friendship turns into an institution, and the, and the body of Christ can do the exactly the same thing. So we need to be careful. But back to the virus. Let's go over that list of why we should be afraid of the virus again. Only let's put on God's glasses this time and really see. Like, number one, reasons why we should fear the fear, fear the panic, fear the anger. It changes our lives drastically. But I'll tell you what, we should change our lives drastically. Growing up, I heard all the time, talking about the New Testament church, we need to be like the New Testament. And to be honest with you, that's kind of the platform that a lot of presidential candidates were, were leaning on, that what the New Testament had, everyone gave to everyone else, everyone was on, on equal firm. That, that's the way it was in, in the New Testament. We need to change. I'm not saying that we all need to, become, need to embrace socialism, but what I'm saying is we need to embrace what Jesus did in the New Testament. It was viral. They were added to the numbers daily. It's time to change back to what they did back then. Jesus went viral. In fact, it was called the way. The new thing, it wasn't called Christianity. It wasn't called a way. It was called the way. So why can't we do that today? Why can't we do it right now? 
Well, I'll tell you why. Because there's a virus out there. <laughs> but we've got a virus too. The reason why we can't live according to the New Testament because we're too busy. We've got too much stuff going on. Our lives are full of too many distractions. But not anymore. Not right now. Secondly, it changes how we live. And we should change how we live, shouldn't we? Because life is about change. It's about adjusting. It's not about control and safety. First of all, who are we kidding? I mean, like, are we really in control anyway? I mean, no one's really in control. We just like to think that we are, right? Secondly, as believers, our security, like I said before, and safety is supposed to come from God. But if we believe the lie that if we attain more, we'll be more secure, we'll be more in control. Truth is, there's a price to owning things. The more we attain, the more complicated life gets. The more out of control life becomes, which leads me into our next point. It changes how we treat others. If we spend our lives giving instead of getting, the price tag changes. Life becomes simpler and life becomes happier, which leads me into my next point. It isolates us. Sarah A. Showalter Van Tonderen, licensed clinical social worker and co-author of the book Courage to Suffer, says, loneliness is born out of this fear. People often isolate themselves because they are fearful that others will learn who they truly are and ultimately reject them. We fear rejection, so we change who we are to fit how we think others want to see us. We do this so that we can feel that we are accepted and loved. Which leads me into my next point. It causes us to live a stressful life instead of the happy life that we want to live. And isn't that what we want? I know it's what God wants us to live. It's what he wants us to have. It's what he wants, wants to give us. He said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. John 10.10. 10. More abundantly means more than I can handle. Because when he gives it more abundantly, he doesn't give it so we can hoard up and, 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 and store for ourselves. He gives us more abundantly so we have more to give away. <laughs> This happy life that he wants us to live, the happy life he gave his life for us to live, we need to, if we want that, we have to change how we live, how we treat others, how we handle fear. All these things are like blockers and are also the things that this virus is causing us to focus on. Which leads me into my next point. It's a sickness, a virus, and it shouldn't be taken lightly. Just like sickness blocks us from being healthy, all these things are blockers and also things that this virus is causing us to focus on. It's, it's causing, it's blocking us from being happy and from being the body that God wants us to be. Lastly, it's highly contagious. So is love. So is generosity. So is Jesus. So is His way. That's why it's called the way. You know, let's go back to David in Psalm 22. David gets negative a lot in Psalms because he goes through a lot of stuff in Psalms. But you've got to keep reading. And when you go to the, the verse 22, David says, Here's a story I'll tell my friends when they come to worship. And I'll punctuate it with hallelujahs. Shout hallelujah, you God of worshipers. Give glory, you sons of Jacob. Adore him, you daughters of Israel. He has never let you down. <laughs> never looked the other way. When you're being kicked around, he has never wandered off to do his own thing. He has been right there listening. Down and outers sit at God's table and eat their fill. Everyone on the hunt for God is here praising him. Live it up from head to toe. Don't ever quit. That's what I'm talking about. It's time to live it up. 
Psalms 30 verse 5 fits perfectly with where we're at today. He gets angry once in a while, but across a lifetime there is only love. Oh man, then he says, the nights of crying your eyes out will give days of laughter. And that's what's coming. An explosion of joy, an explosion of laughter. The, the weeping may last for the night, but days of, of laughter are coming. God's doing a new thing. There's something going on in the kingdom of heaven right now. And I'm telling you, we're in a good spot. I'm not going back. I'm going to live it up. I'm going to, I'm going to go for it because there's no way I'm going to back. My biggest fear is that we're going to go back to normal. We want to get back to normal, but I don't want to get back to normal. I want to get back to God. I want to go where God wants to go. And I'm telling you, he is up to something. We are all in this thing together. Will we be when the, when the country's opened up? I sure hope so. It's time for the body of Christ to rise up and be the body of Christ. For the world to see what Jesus is really about. And that happens in times of crisis. When the world all goes one way, they all float downstream. But there's some people that change the world that just don't go down the path. They just stand firm. And on my own strength, I can't stand firm. But if I can find a tree to hold on, if I can find something to hold on to, that stream of panic, that stream of hurt, that stream of, stream of fear can just fly right by me. But as long as I'm holding on to the rock, I'm good. And people are going to notice, they'll say, wait a minute, I want to go to that and be a part of that. So, I'm here to tell you, we don't need, we're going to be okay. God is in control and he is up to something. If there's any way that I can help you, there's a few ways that, that I can help personally. We've got free coaching to anyone who's involved. We've got a free month's worth of coaching to help people through this time. It's something that I can do to help. All you have to do is email me at coaching at happylife.studio. Or you can actually call my Yo Stevo number, 425 200 4297-425-200-HAYS-H-A-Y-S. We also have a podcast that brings in good news all the time. Garbage in, garbage out. Good news in, good news out. Happy in, happy out. So fill your spirit with other things, not just the negative stuff out there. Remember, there's two sides to every story. There's two wings to every bird. So just make sure we're reading and listening to things through God's eyes too. That's kind of what my, my, what my podcast does. That's exactly what my podcast does. Just search Happy Life Studios from any place you, you listen to podcasts, even Pandora or Spotify, and you'll find us. And, and lastly, we're doing Find Your Happy Places. There's so much on the internet these days that's so negative and so scary. And, and so, so we want to flood the internet with happy places. So we're starting Find Your Happy Place. Let me come and do something for your friends. There's no charge to it at all. We'll just gather your friends. I don't care if there's two of us, three of us, or, or if there's 15 of us. I just did one for, for a bunch of people with disabilities, and there's like 30 of us on there. It's just we get together in the same room through Zoom, uh, through video, and uh, when we just talk and see where God takes it, and they've always been so powerful. I've got story after story after story. If you want more on that, just email me at stevo at happylife.studio. I agree with David. Live it up from head to toe. Don't ever quit. We're going to be okay. God knows what he's doing. And he's up to something big. Thank you, Pastor Steve. So glad that uh, you sent us that message. What a great encouragement that is. And um, do support this uh, message. Share it with a friend. Comment and uh, like it. And you can also follow me here on Facebook. Uh, 
facebook.com forward slash Pastor Wayne H. And then later on this week, this message will be replayed on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pastor Wayne H. Hey, I, I never like to finish a feed without uh, talking about the gospel because there may be someone who's watching right now who doesn't know Jesus. Maybe you don't know the Lord. Can I tell you? Coming to Jesus is as simple as, as uh, sorry, thank you, please. It's just good manners to come to God, to say, God, I'm sorry for my sins. I thank you that you died for me. Please come into my heart. It's, the, it's, the, it's a simple exchange because, you know, God created us to be with him. And our sins do separate us from God. The sins that we commit, they can't be paid for by doing good deeds. Paying the price for our sin, Jesus died and he rose again. So everyone, anyone who trusts in Christ can have eternal life. And that eternal life starts the moment you say yes and let him come in. So would you just, wherever you are, bow your heads, close your eyes, and just pray this prayer, inviting Christ in to be the Lord of your life. Say, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for my sins. I thank you that you died in my place. Thank you for dying in my place. I believe God raised you from the dead. I believe God raised you from the dead. Please come into my heart. Please come into my heart. Be my Savior. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, if you just... If you just said yes to Jesus, would you just give me the thumbs up or uh, in the comment section say, yes, I said yes to Jesus. And we'd like to get a Bible in your hands and get you discipled and get you on the road of following the Lord in a deeper way and uh, start reading the Bible. And uh, actually, I'm in a project right now. In fact, I have a cutaway camera. I want to show you this this, um, picture that I just got this week. Some of you can see it. It's over there on the studio wall. There's there's Lily. See that picture of Jesus off in the distance? It's made up of a whole bunch of other tiny pictures from the Bible and pictures from for little eyes. I'm doing a reading every uh, day during the pandemic, um, t- encouraging people to read their Bibles and encouraging people to read their Bibles to their kids. Because, you know, when you get those Bible stories into the mind and heart of a little kid, it sticks with them for the rest of their lives. And some of you have never read the Bible. Some of you don't know the stories of the Bible. And you know, God uses imperfect people. You read the Bible stories, you see all the mistakes that people made, and you're like, wow, if God can use them, I guess maybe he can use me. And you see all their their um, victories and their flaws. And just like you and I, we've got good parts and bad parts to us all. We learn so much from reading the stories of the Bible, and certainly in the New Testament, we learn so much from from the Lord Jesus himself. And so I encourage you to start reading the Bible on a regular basis. Come up with some kind of systematic plan where you're in God's word every day. And when you feed on his word, it changes everything. So thank you for praying with us today. Uh, Some of you uh, know that we are kind of doing the bread ministry on an as-needed basis. We're not doing the Sunday night gatherings in the uh, parking lot at IHOP anymore because really there's not been a huge demand um, for bread um, within our congregation. But if you know someone here in the Castle Rock area that is food insecure, please message me or uh, even in the comment section here below. And we would love, even even if you just, uh, you want to swing by the, uh, the parsonage and or my house and pick up the uh, the bread packet or if you have an address of a friend you want us to hand deliver a family bread packet we're happy to do that as well and 
and um, please support the ministry financially online. And in a moment, I'm going to play a video that shows the different ways that you can be a part of that. You know that God gives seed to the sower. He gives food for consumption. And this is the time, if you haven't been a tither, give first fruits, tithes, and offerings back to the Lord. See how he takes care of your daily needs. And uh, I'm going to pray a blessing over our giving and over our gifts. And then I'm going to give you the, the benediction and, and then play this video of ways that you can support the ministry. So, um, Father, we thank you that you give us what we need. You give us daily bread. You pour out so much, Lord, that we have an abundance that we can bless others. So we, as we hold our hands open to you, God, we say, bless us to be a blessing. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May he lift your countenance and give you his peace. Have a great Sunday, everyone. We'll see you again very soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the ministry of Summit Church and the daily outreach of Wayne Hanson. You can support our ministry in many ways. Click the donate button on our Facebook page, Summit Church of Castle Rock. Visit our webpage, mysummitchurch.com, and click the online giving link. Or mail your donation to Summit Church of Castle Rock, 200 South Wilcox Street, Box 243, Castle Rock, Colorado, 80104. Or finally, text your gift to 303-625-9434 and follow the prompts using your smartphone. You can also support us by connecting with our online community. Comment, like, share, follow, and subscribe on our various social media channels. Of course, we appreciate you joining us in daily prayer. I'm Sean Rima, and on behalf of Pastor Wayne and the Summit Church family, take care and have a great week. Remember, God loves you, and he has a wonderful plan for your life.